everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we have returning friend and guest, a uh, previous guest on like at least four episodes. We have Bruce Stevenson, our go-to guy for when it comes to fighting games. How you doing, Bruce and Bren? Hey, pretty good. I was doing good, and then I just saw an article, and now I'm biting my tongue real hard. Oh, gosh, are you really going to start this off like this? What What the hell was it? It just says George R.R. R. Martin plans to release a short Game of Thrones short story this year. Hey, fat man, finish the fucking books. <laughs> finish okay. the real series. Oh, like that just stop making a bunch of other stuff. Stop being the attack on Titan of like medieval fiction. Stop just merchandising the shit out of the story and just finish it. God. Yeah, fucking Kingdom Hearts. Are you kidding me? They're the worst of oh offenders, if you oh, ask yeah, me. Just, but that's the weird 2. thing. 2.8? Are you fucking kidding I, me? <laughs> and I heard there's actually going to be a 2.9. Suck my dick. That's not even cool. We start with the rants. That's oh, the crazy man. thing, though. Like, with short stories and stuff, I can get where it's just like, I just wrote some extra stuff. Or, like, here's stuff that's not relevant to the main characters. But, like, mm-hmm. Attack on Titan... And the merchandise is all, like, third-party people just with the licensing. So, Attack on Titan, I get. But, like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts, like, it takes a lot of time and effort to make those games. Like, I don't know what they're doing there. And they made yeah. news. They were trending recently just because they shared some fucking like uh, screenshot. Yeah. No, it was a screenshot of, oh, I forget, honestly. It was probably something like Star Wars related or something. Or No, it was like the 20th anniversary of... Seven. Oh, yes. Of, yes, seven. that was definitely it. And it was oh, a yeah. screenshot of, of, I guess, a Final Fantasy VII oriented. <laughs> I didn't even see it because I was so mad. My girlfriend told me it was trending and I'm like, that's... Re-, and she's like, it was over a screenshot. I'm like, fuck them. Just like, give us a release date. <laughs> it's been way too long. I can't believe that I heard a rumor that there's going to be 2.9. It's like, you can't... Yeah. You, oh my God, that's just so fucking <laughs> frustrating. There's, that's despicable is yeah. all I'm going to say. That's despicable. I don't even play that game and I know like... I'm in a position that I get to laugh when I see that shit. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm sorry that that's like torturing you. <laughs> but it's like what's it's like two point eight final prologue chapter. Like final nope, is in it's it not. prologue. Be what are you one. talking about? There's then the next one is two point nine epilogue. Sucking fucking bullshit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't I can't match that level of disdain. But I will say that I had to double check. Like I think it was a week or two ago on Amazon that they still have my pre order for the new Zelda from like last January. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I pre-ordered this, I'm pretty sure. And I, I, I you know, looked it up in my orders and it was still there. I was like, wow, it really has been a year since I pre-ordered this. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's the word. Like, I mean, speaking of long-running games, uh, The Last Guardian, that took uh, nine years and it's only been out for eight weeks and it's already getting a $20 price cut. Yeah. It's not going to be $40 shit. like permanently. Like, that's not a sale. Like, that's going to be the set price now everywhere. So, yep. I'm glad I like, waited because <laughs> I really I am interested in the game, but I did see a lot of people just be like, "Meh." It yeah yeah it's, uh, it's real mixed bag. Like some people love it. There's definitely moments people universally agree is terrible. Like I think the camera control really is tough at times, and uh, Trico or Trico or whatever his name is can really be finicky. But like yeah, some people love it. It's it's a real lukewarm reception for a game that has been anticipated for so long that yeah that's the thing it's been anticipated because i don't think it's been in development for nine years because no think, there was a long hiatus i think of it and it was like four something. years it was just like yeah. on hold for five years it was being worked on so like something that, like that that's what makes it disappointing because people here are like oh you worked on it for 10 years it should be amazing by now it's like eh, not really yeah it's like if they ever make a halo movie like They've been working on it for like three years. It's been in production hell 
for like 20 years. Like, it's never getting made. Mm. Which I'm fine the, with. The Duke Nukem treatment, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, we let's really did and... start off on a tangent. Uh, let yeah. me s- host again. I, uh, so, well, this is a video game podcast. Okay, what's up? I was up? tempted to make another podcast called Ranters Insurance, and it was just where we all rant about shit like the, the one little kernel that just your pet peeve and just unloaded oh, apps. God, that would it's be interesting, name. but it's a great I name. would uh, just that would just be Fury Incarnate on the air. We can't do that. No, it would be like it, it'd be something you listen to when you want to work out. You just want to be mad and just get like hopped up. Like you, you don't listen there to it every go. week. It's very specific reason when you listen to it. Yeah. But the main topic on this show is video games. If you haven't caught on to that yet, um, but <laughs> we're we haven't had Bruce on in I don't even know how many episodes. So Three I'd months. love to hear what you've been playing these days. Well, so my my gaming time is eh, not as much as it used to be. <laughs> However, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there are reasons part. there are reasons for that which we can get to. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I was just gonna say, gaming wise, I've been uh, most consistently. Um, I play a Overwatch that's like yeah. probably my number one. Yeah. Um, nice. I, What's your main character in that? Ooh, God. So, okay. So, go I ahead. Am, Say Hanzo uh, or Widowmaker. I'll fucking kick you off the show right now. Oh, it better be Bastion. No. no Just no. kidding. Actually, I'm excited about the changes upcoming to Bastion. Yeah, but they're buffing that's them. Beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm a, I'm a, I would say like primarily I'm a flex player. Like I'll fill, um, for the team. I'm, I've, my most played this current season has been Reinhardt. Yeah. Um, but if I got to play who I really wanted to play, I really love playing Farah. Farah's probably my favorite. Um, at least, I would say this season and a bit of last season. Um, but chances are I'm, I'm usually stuck tanking, which don't get me wrong. I got, I got my first golden gun thanks to Zarya, and I've gotten subsequent, you know, season two and season three. Uh, I've hit masters in largely in part to my tanking abilities. So Jesus I'm, Christ, yeah, that's <laughs> sick, dude. Yeah, so like I, I play what I play, and you know, I'll do the best to help the team. Um, Good man, because because I'm there to win. I mean, really, that's you know, that's why I like to play. I'm I'm pretty competitive when it gets comes down to it. So, but it's also a um, team game. Like you can't like, and the new mode is capture the flag, and people yep. are really complaining about that. Like, oh, we lost, or oh, it's another draw. Like, why do they even have draws? And like, this is just a waste of time. It's like. This is a very team-oriented game, and Capture the Flag is a super team-oriented mode. So if you don't yep. work with your team, yeah, it's going to be a draw, and you're going to waste your time. You still get XP, but it's just, you know, I don't really know. Yeah, it's- the XP you get for when you lose and when you win is about like a 500 difference. It's more about how you play in that mode, or in that match, is what you get yeah. the most XP. So I don't really know why people complain. They're like, ah, we, you know, we drawed. It's like, yeah, and... It's what? it's not like yeah it's not like competitive points are on the line I mean yeah you're playing for XP and and you know fun and to win I mean obviously you want to win but winning's nice um, but it's not like it's not like half the XP you get is if you lose yeah so it's like it's whereas not that like big. in comp though like if you want that golden gun you, you only win. get comp points by winning yeah. so <laughs> so that's you know that's been me um I have two golden guns so far I got Zarya and Reaper oh jeez and. Yeah. Well, the only reason I have Reaper is because I couldn't decide on my second one, and a friend of mine was like, I don't know, man, you play a pretty good Reaper. And to be fair, my highest uh, kill game, I had, I think it was a 76 kill game on Reaper. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's disgusting. (laughs) That's so dope. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, alright, you convinced me, but 
you know, there's there's so many good choices out there. I, I can just think of combos right now that I'm like, man, the oh. origin skin on Soldier with that nice uh, golden gun looks pretty dope. <laughs> so I don't play him a lot, but I'm tempted to get Soldier's golden gun just because he has the gold skin with the gold jacket, so you just be fully decked out in gold like a rich motherfucker. Yep, yep. Well, that's what it's about. I mean, when you got the golden gun, it's you know you're styling on people. So oh yeah, you're showing it off. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I um I would say yeah that's been that's been the the main game for me. My my cooldown game lately has been uh I always go back to Diablo three just because I it's a it's a mindless thing you know I can toss on some music and just kill things you know <laughs> definitely um so it's it's a good that's like a good stress reliever and then um I would be remiss if I didn't say I I got over Christmas I got a uh, an Oculus and I've been I've been just I don't know. It's almost like everything, it's not even like it's like, uh, there's really one game that I would say is like a real multiplayer game that you can go on and play, like has a lot of replayability. I mean, the other games have replayability, but I would say the scope of most of the games is not like massive. Like it's more like almost like you go to an arcade and you would like, you know, here's time crisis and mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, work from this position to the next position to the, like, it's really good at what it does, but I would say, like, game-wise, there's a few games that are, you know, fully fleshed out, and a lot of them are just, like, really good at what they do, just not massive in terms of scale, so. That's understandable. Oh, man, it's funny you bring them up because, uh, well, first of all, that's amazing, and second of all, they apparently in the, uh, Oculus is in the news again, uh, a jury <laughs> awards <laughs> Zenimax half a billion dollars in an Oculus lawsuit, and there's been all sorts of updates. I got this information from Kotaku, um, but apparently wow. there was, like, a lawsuit between Zenimax and them because they were illegally misappropriating their trade secrets back in 2014, um, and I guess they kind of, like, stole code that eventually became, like, an, like essentially they're saying, Zenimax is saying, they wouldn't have ever created the Oculus without their information. So, they're, they, yeah, and the jury just award them $500 million. And uh, as an update, they said that Oculus has issued a statement that they're definitely intending on appealing it. And then uh, Zenimax, as a response, is actually uh, seeking an injunction against Oculus to temporarily halt sales of the Rift. And I'm like, what the fuck is that going to accomplish? So you're lucky you got one before this drama. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I did see a bit of that. But yeah, I um, I couldn't. I couldn't elaborate. I remember reading a little bit, but it's not fresh in my mind, so... Oh, no worries. Well, I mean, when you ask, what is this going to accomplish? Like, when you get that point in court, and the one case is already decided, you're going for appeals. Like, at that point, it's just pettiness. Like, it's just trying to shut down the other guy and make it as difficult as possible for the other party as you can. Mm-hmm. Like, our yes. country's very litigious, and it's become very apparent with it's just part of the business structure now where like you would sue people like you have to do this many lawsuits a year like on average and it's you know do they need to stop oculus from selling stuff no but that's they're trying to get their money and all their worth so that's what they do yeah i i would say um especially for vr um if you're ever looking for like you know video game journalism on vr i just uh copied into our chat there's um Road to VR does really good, like, in-depth, uh, like, previews of games, reviews of games, um, and awesome. then also they covered the, uh, you know, kind of a good breakdown of this, this lawsuit. So, definitely something, if, if you're curious, like, that would be something to check out, I would say, uh, and, and again, the whole, 
their their reviews of games are really nice because like with Oculus being so much in the development phase, you know, you you get your base um library of games that you like, but then it's kind of like Eh, do I want to spend 15 bucks on a game I'm going to play for five minutes? Or, you know, it's it's good to know what you're getting into. It's just there's not too many reviews of Oculus games out there now. So I've, I've liked them for that stuff anyway. Oh, definitely. That's an awesome site. I'm going to put this link directly in our show notes for anyone who's interested. Yeah, it yeah. seems VR is still pretty young for us, you know. It's now consumer market. Like you have one. Mark uh, was sending me Snapchats over the weekend of like him and his friends setting up one for him, and yeah. so people have them. But it's still very young. So a lot of the stuff out there is like tech demos. So we saw mm. it like E3. They announced like Batman Arkham Asylum in VR. We called that like in our E3 show. Like it's going to be you walking around as Batman and like looking at stuff. That's it. Like you're not going to actually play anything. So yeah. that's what most of the market is right now. There's like a fair amount of games, but not like games as we would consider them now. It's more like, you know, mm-hmm. the equivalent of a phone app. Yeah, experiences or like yeah. a phone app in 3D. Like it's like, oh, this is neat. And then you're done and never play it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like the, on the whole, that's definitely like, I, I would agree. Um, like when you're just browsing with the Steam library or things like that. Um, I would say, like, some standouts, though, in terms of, like, specific games, because not all games do fit that category. Um, there's a game called Kronos that's, uh, it's got about 13 to 14 hours of single play gameplay. And, oh, nice. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a really interesting, that's the other part I love about, uh, VR is that they're, st- they're just still coming up with, like, how can we implement this into a game? And, you know, cause, the obvious thing is, oh, first person. But in like Chronos, for example, you know, you have your Xbox controller, um, which comes with Oculus. So like a lot of games support the, the Xbox controller. Um, and you're basically like, I almost want to call it like a security camera. Like you're like, you have a third person view and every time you go from room to room, you get your camera placement gets moved and then you can look around like from whatever vantage point they set you up with like you look left look right and it it, you feel like you're there but again watching from that like third person perspective and um and it's got like a darkness to it there's some magic and you know i'm i'd say i'm maybe like a half an hour into it um i get distracted because there's just so many things to do like games i should say but that's chronos is definitely one i would recommend the unspoken is awesome like the best multiplayer game in my opinion for oculus right now is the unspoken um the only way to describe it is urban magic duels where you're fighting mage Ooh. versus mage and it's the the controls are so well thought out and i'm telling you you actually feel like a spellcaster when you're playing this game like oh nice yeah, oh, yeah like this game i remember seeing the trailer for or like a demonstration of it i think at e3 yeah, um, I I like playing the um, oh god, why well, can't remember the name right now? It's like, uh, it's like the third class. The first class is like a pyro. The second class is a kineticist, so they use telekinesis. The third class is like, um, oh, I forget. It's like jack of all trades or something. But it's uh, it's really cool because the other classes are kind of like in terms of your aiming, it's more of like a roundabout. Like if I push it in your direction, your general vector, like it's going to throw whatever I've got and it'll hit you. Whereas like the class that I play, you actually have like a laser like pointing from 
you know, whatever your right hand is for your main attacks. So you have to be like pinpoint, but you get rewarded because there's the increased difficulty. So you do like a little extra damage. Um, but it's just, it's awesome. Like, uh, you're, it's, it's very well designed in that the movement is, you know, you point towards these other platforms and teleport, but that's on a cooldown and, you have these artifacts that, you know, they distract your attention. You look down, grab an artifact, and you have to, like... One of them, for example, is, like, you have this birdcage, and there's three keys to your left. You have to grab the two correct colored keys and open the locks on the birdcage, and this little fucking gremlin pops out that flies and steals the gems from the other spellcaster, which those are used for, like, beefed-up attacks and or shields. And, um, like, just the movements and... uh the, the game design, it's, it, it flows really well, and it's one of those things, it's like, it's just like a Mario Kart. It's like, you can, you can learn it, there's a base level of like what you need to do, but the, the skill ceiling is as high as you want it to be. Like, you can just get better and smarter at, you know, what your setup is, who you're fighting, how to use cover, um, what you want to do in any given situation. Uh, so there's, it's, it's awesome. As far as multiplayer, that's definitely the best game I've played. Cool. Yeah. It's also like Mario Kart where it just gives you some sort of unrelenting, undiscernible rage and hatred against Princess Peach for no reason. I don't know why, but I feel like she's OP in Mario Kart and I cannot explain it. But every time I fight <laughs> Princess Peach, she seems to always win. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> every time. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I um Another kind of like, I guess this is a bit of a tangent, but like with the Oculus... uh there's this guy, and if I can find it, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link in, in the chat, but, um, there's this guy, I guess over the course of, uh, two or three months, he was able to, he used, there's, I forget all three games, but one I have, which is, uh, Swordmaster VR, it's a sword fighting game, mm-hmm. um, the other is Shadow Boxing, and then I think the other one was Longbow, which is like a, you know, you're an archer. Mm-hmm. But he basically made a regimen for himself and played these games every day uh, for a set amount of time and, uh, you know, worked up his, his uh, skill level and difficulty and stuff. But he was able to turn it into, like, his own workout program. I mean, this guy Whoa. lost, like, tw- 20 pounds just playing VR games and, you know, <laughs> going in. And I'll tell you what, I have Swordmaster VR. I'm, like, huffing and puffing after I start <laughs> playing some of these levels, like... You're you're in the middle of a cage, and enemies spawn around you, and they have armor, shields, and you have to a- attack at the correct angles that you're like piercing where there's a you know an opening, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, and and it's awesome. And there's different swords, like you know, some are better at slashing. Like there's the you know there's a samurai sword, there's like a Roman gladius, there's like a a pirate sword, there's you know all kinds of stuff with different uh, attributes. And at a, at a point, you know, then bosses start spawning. Then you're fighting like two or three guys at a time. So you're like spinning in circles, like deflecting as many attacks as you can and then trying to counterattack. And, uh, it's, you're, it's very tiring. That's, That's all I'm seriously <laughs> though, such a fun way to work out though. And like, I'm glad that he had such success and like, wait to, oh, I'm sure we're going to hear about other people making their own VR regimen workout routines. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, I think v- VR is going to become what everyone expected the Wii to be. Because the Wii was just motion tracking. And it was just mm-hmm. through the hand. So at a certain point, everyone figured out how to play Mario Tennis or Wii Sports or whatever by sitting on the couch still. Like, you learn yep. the loophole. 
But I think VR, yeah. because it's going to be in the headset, it's going to force you to actually be up and moving around and stuff. So I think a lot yeah. of the stuff they tried early on with the Wii that didn't quite pan out, they might be able to readapt into actual VR and get another run at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and I should, yeah, for fairness sake, I should mention I do have the touch controls. Um, the Oculus, the consumer version was released earlier this year. I think it might have been about March time frame. Um, but the touch controls did not come out until like early December. So like that was kind of my jumping in point because I wanted that, uh, that extra level of like, it's called presence when you like trick your mind, you know, when it's mm-hmm. like you believe or you feel like you're getting the response of what you're doing. Okay. And, and the, the touch controls were a big part of that for me. Like seeing Definitely. your hands, you know, cause you're already, you have the head tracking and, and it's looking as you look and, um, and that's, you know, that's the, the first thing, obviously, it's, which is most important. But then having your hands in there is like a real difference maker. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, okay, so the last thing I will say is uh, I have this game, which anyone who's heard the game will know instantly, but I have Dread Halls, which if you want to get like two or three friends together and have one person up front playing this oh. game... uh yeah. <laughs> and everyone else just sitting there kind of like heckling him or her. Um, you are guaranteed to watch your friend freak the fuck out. Like, <laughs> um, this wow. game. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, I'm a little bitch when I play this game. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm, I'm constantly like whining and complaining. I'm like, you know, so here's the premise. You're in a dungeon. We're talking medieval era, you know, stone walls, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's dark. All you have is you have no means of fighting and you have to escape. You have to like find your way out of the dungeon. You have a lantern, a map, and you pick up, you know, oil for your lantern, which you need to keep in there if you want it to be turned on. Um, the, uh, gold coins, which I really have only used once, uh, which that's an excellent story. And I will tell you, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and lock picks, which you need for, um, for for certain doors that are locked obviously. Mm-hmm. So th- this game does what it does so well because you know it's a horror game. Like you know it's trying to scare you. Uh and you're you're walking through these halls, it's tight corridors, you know, you're peeking around the corner and but the thing is is that it like it lets you be scared by just building suspense. Like nothing happens for like 5 minutes or 10 minutes and it's just you're in this creepy atmosphere and you know something's there. You know something's going to mess with you. Um, and point in case, so like, I'm, you know, I go into this room, I read a little scroll and it's like, mother heard the voices. I didn't want to admit that I could hear them too, but later the villagers got rid of her and I don't know what happened. And then I'm like, okay, uh, awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to read right now. Cause you know, I'm just whining like a bitch every time I play this game. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like walking down the halls immediately after reading that, I'm walking down the halls and in my ear, I hear like this whispering, like, (laughs) <laughs> like this like you know what? inaudible whisper Parcel in your ear yeah and you're just like what really fuck this and then all, <laughs> all of us all of a sudden i'm like why is this hallway so long why are there's all these rooms that i go into and there's nothing in there this is ridiculous why can't i just find my way out and i'm just sitting there you know whining and bitching so i run down the hallway i get into this room and because i think something's around you know i get into this room I turn to my left and immediately I close the door, of course, because I'm terrified. And I see this like big statue thing on, on the wall. And it's this big, like, uh, 
I don't even know what it is. Just like a female face, like carved into the wall, and it's like pay two coins for information. So obviously, I have all these coins. Yeah, sure. This is the first time I use coins in the entire game. So then I read. Um, it's like, tell me why I'm here. And then the second thing is, I read er, is like, uh, option two. Tell me what's going on with this room. And as soon as I read that, I hear. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, fuck, fuck. Tell me what's going on in this room. Tell me what's going on in this room. <laughs> and, and I, and of course, I, I click on that, and it's like, gives me this whole hyperbolic thing, like this is a crossroads of power, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I'm like, yeah. I go and I go and open the door, and that little bit of curiosity in me, like I'm, I step, you know, a step or two through the door and then I like peek under my left arm like you know looking under my armpit essentially and I see you know this like staggered girl with long hair like just stumbling after me and oh, I'm like Christ. oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, and like that's just one of the many things that happened in that game like I had a friend playing he goes into a room there's this big nasty looking gargoyle statue and but there's stuff like to the right and the left that he's picking up like lock picks and stuff and every time he looks away because we're watching we have like a screen so I can see what he's looking at which is yeah. great because you have people there you know you want to understand what he's doing yeah um, cool yeah and so you know he's looking to the right he's looking to the left he's picking all this stuff up and every time he looks away from this gargoyle but then like it comes back into his view it's as if the statue moved a little bit like towards him oh god and i'm like i'm like sean i think that statue's moving and then like he looks away and then he looks back and then it's like it's still like kind of close like you're not sure and i'm like i i think it's moving sean and then like he looks towards the door to like open it he opens it and he turns around and the statue's like right in his face i was like it's definitely moving sean it's definitely moving oh my god (laughs) that's awesome game design holy shit that's perfect for horror oh yeah it's oh man i'll tell you what i'm like (laughs) it was one of those things where like looking at it i looked at the screenshots and it's like "Eh, it doesn't look that scary like it looks like a early like 2000s like kind of like an amnesia sort of thing but you also have to remember when you're playing it, it's probably a four by three screen, so the resolution's not amazing. But it's also right in front of your eyes, and whether or not you think you'll actually be scared of it is reg- is re- uh, irrelevant because your body actually reacts to it. Like it's the flight or flight mechanic, fl- hup, flight or fight mechanic that goes off on your body whether you want to or not. So yeah. that's why, like, it's like, oh, this looks dumb because I'm looking at it on my computer at still images of it. But yeah, if I had this right where my glasses are and it was running at me i would shit my pants like yeah especially if that environment too i love it's very just like i don't even know like you're going through like a doom maze and then like finding creepy ass shit well that's Mm -hmm. that's like a big thing with it's exclusively on the ps vr but resident evil what seven is in vr now yeah yeah and it clearly doesn't control as well as it would on a console but it still controls very well for a vr game Especially one that you has the console comparable uh, version, but I've seen like plenty of people try to like stream it or let's players try to play it and start out in VR and then it's go nah fuck this I'm done. So like, I'm yeah I'll finish the game on console. I'm not doing it in VR anymore though. It's horrifying. Yep. yep. Oh I yeah I I completely like it. It's exactly it. It really uh it's that goes back to that presence thing. Like yeah you. 
you know you're in a game. Like if you sat, if you stood still, you know, and didn't do anything and took the headset off, you're like, yes, this is a game. I know. But like the way that it gets you in there is, you know, it, it responds to, you know, how, where you're looking, you know, it feels very natural. And then your left hand, cause, it, um, they added the touch controls, which was awesome. I was very happy they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but your left hand, you know, is your lantern and your right hand is like where you can pull your map out. And it's even got little things like, I, I kept putting the map out and I was like, I can't read this. Like I did it like 10 times. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with this map. I can't read it. And then it eventually dawned on me. I was like, Oh, I'm in a dark room. I have a lantern <laughs> here. I need to hold and tilt my map so that I have like the lantern next to it. And then now I can read it. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. So like it just, you know, there's all that stuff. And then like you don't see anything for five minutes, but like the atmosphere kind of builds on you and, and it, it, it lets it suck you in. And then it scares the shit out of you. <laughs> That's so cool. That's an awesome one I'd never heard of. And hopefully our listeners can look into that if they have access to VR and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and again, you know, it it's not for the faint of heart. It's all I'm <laughs> And I kind of am. So I think I might pass on that one or else I'll die. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yep. Um, Bren, let's hear about the games you've been playing. Sure. Uh, I tried out that Minion Masters that I talked oh, about yeah. in the previous episode, where it's like, what, $20 for early access, and then it's going to be free when it's finished. That That's bullshit. right. <laughs> um, if anyone is you know a fan of the mobile games, hopefully you are because you're listening to this, but uh, it's pretty much Clash of Clans, where you are fighting an opponent on the other side, and you're just on this little board, and it has two bridges going across a gap, and you're just throwing troops at each other and each troop does something different and it costs a certain amount of mana to summon them and all this stuff and you get after each time you level up or every time you beat someone i forget what it is you get a new unit and you can either uh, trade them in for crystals and craft new ones or you can keep them and use them and all that shit so it's it's pretty much just clash of clans but with this four showdown franchise so for anyone who's a fan of that it's those characters and that's it okay and it's it's boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could see how it would be a mobile game like Clash of Clans and why it'd be successful if I'm like, man, I'm bored as shit at this uh, supermarket or while I'm at the airport waiting for my flight or something. Like, I'd yeah. play this. But, like, as a PC game, there's certainly people who are going to be hooked to it. There's certainly going to be whales out there who are going to dump actual hard money into this. But as a game on its own and for, like, the general public, I don't see it doing well. Especially that you have to pay money for an early access to get some sort of crazy bonus for when the game actually comes out. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass on that one. But interesting. Yeah. I just had to play it just because I had it. And it's like, is this worth the twenty dollars for early access? Hell no. Is it worth <laughs> it when it's for... free? Probably not either. Wow. Okay, that's a hell of a review. So good to know. I, like, Four Showdowns a good game. I've seen pe- plenty of people play it. It's gotten great reviews. Like. That's fine. I don't know why they did this really like cheap. It just seems like a money grab. Just okay. straight up like cheap grab for cash. Lame. And they're looking for the whales to fee- uh, to fund their next game if they're going to make a next game. Maybe they just want the money. Who knows? Um besides that, I got Rust cuz a buddy of mine wanted to play and uh, Oh, what do you think of that? It's fucking early access crafting survival bullshit. It's yeah. the epitome <laughs> of that. It's the one that started all of it. Maybe yeah, started, you're right. But it was definitely one of like the er- like earliest ones that did that yeah um 
I don't mind it though because people have now turned it into their own thing. Like I found an RP server where people set up a town and give little jobs out and you have to role play as those characters. So like uh, that's neat because you can really get into it and you know you'd be a clothing salesman and you have to make the clothes and then sell it to people. You know, you can have a lot of fun with that. So it's or you neat. can be the serial killer that no one expected. <laughs> yeah, you can be that one asshole that ruins the RP server and it gets banned for life and you have to make a new server. I uh, know, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, that's what you do in every other server, but, like, RP servers, you stick to the rules. Okay, gotcha. But it does suck because I'm getting into it now, so I just tried to jump into a random server to learn how to play, because there's no tutorial, you just jump in. Uh, first off, it's horrifically optimized. Like, I have a good gaming PC, and I had to set, like, a lot of stuff to low and prioritize, like, game speed versus, like, graphics. Uh, okay. There's motion blur that gets you just instantly nauseous anytime you're playing. Like, you move around, and it's just goes into like a grease filter like it went oh, over to God. it's awful so you turn that off immediately i don't know why anyone would ever want that in a video game because it's survival you have to run for your life so you're running constantly and anytime you move your head or mouse it just everything goes blurry it's horrific um but yeah so all the servers everyone's already established like there's cities and towns in every server i go to so i'm just like all right, I'm just going to get some rocks over here and some sticks over here. Oh, I got shot in the head because some guy has a sniper <laughs> rifle while I have a rock. Like, yep. So, like, because it's all on servers and it's all community-driven, there's no, like, you can't start out. There's no, like, starting area. It's just, like, and most of the places are already mined to hell. Like, I couldn't find rocks in one server at all, so I just had to abandon it. No, oh, God. That, uh, that reminds me a lot of uh, Vanilla WoW, Stranglethorn Vale. You know, it's like... Oh, no one's playing this game, you know? I'm like a, a, a keen level 30, and mm-hmm. then, you know, Undead Rogue, you know, pops up, one shot, you're dead, and you're just like, but what happened? <laughs> I, yeah, you, you don't know how to learn from it because it happens so quickly, like. Yep. Um, so like, it's, everyone knows where Rust is at this point. It's fine. It's nothing great. It was $5 on Humble Bundle store, or I think in a Humble Bundle actually. So I was like, all right, five bucks, I'll get some other stuff too. No big deal. Uh, I still hate the genre and arc is the biggest culprit of it, of being perpetually in early access while also selling DLC separately. Like, oh my you don't, God. You don't get to make extra stuff until you finish the fucking game. That's how yeah. this works. What's up so, with all these fucking procrastinators? Get this shit done. Well, it George R.R. R. Martin, everybody. Steam allows the green light and early access. They can make money for half-finished games. And there are some genuine games out there, like Armello. I bought that when that was still in early access, Like, and then like a month later it came out of early access. And it's a great game. It's incredibly salt-inducing. You get super angry at it, but it's a good game. And But then there's, yeah, just the survival crafting early access games have just flooded the market, and they're pretty much all terrible. Like, I would stand by that. Until one of them is done, and I can see what a finished one it looks like, I'm going to say they're all terrible. I don't think that's the reason they're not finishing them, because they're already, like, as close as it's going to get. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, Ru- Rust is still super glitchy. Like, I was chasing a deer, and I had a s- spear. You can either throw it or stab it. So I was trying to... R- I didn't want to throw it, because if you throw it, you might lose it, and then you're shit out of luck. Um, So I was chasing after the deer, and it just walked through rocks. Like, it just phased through the landscape onto the other side of a mountain, which I couldn't chase it to. So I'm like, well, there goes the only deer I've seen in this entire server. (laughs) I guess I'm dead. And I know that's kind of the game. You die and you come back and all that. But, like, it's it's still glitchy as all fuck. 
Like, they clearly have taken their attention away from making the game stable and focus on adding new stuff and new skins and all this dumb other crap. Like, I can sell different skins for equipment. Like, I got a camo bandana I sold on the Steam store for, like, five cents. It's like, it's just, it's Team Fortress 2, but early access, early access survival crafting. So, like, like I said, it's fine for $5, but holy hell is it not even a finished game by any stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I got, another game I got from the Humble Bundle. The, I've actually gotten two Humble Bundles in like a month of each other. Um, cause they have so many now, but it was Refunct, which I talked about before. It was like yeah. a puzzle game. I remember uh, that one. Yeah. It actually wasn't what I thought it was. It's just, you play as like a person, I guess. It's all first person, so you don't see anything. Um, uh, but it's just a platforming game and you just run. Uh, you land on a gray platform and it turns green and you just do that to all of them. And when you press a button, more platforms rise up. Some platforms have like little cubes floating on them. And it's really simple. And that's pretty much it. There's floating cubes, like glowing red cubes, and they're just collectible. They really don't do anything besides that. Um, and it's amazing. Like it's a really simple game and I really enjoyed it. It's like three dollars, I think, at full price. Yeah. And it was really well made. Because it was, it wasn't just simple running and jumping. You run, jump, you can swim, you can crouch, you can, uh, run and then crouch and go into a sliding thing. Uh, you can triangle jump against the wall, like back and forth between two walls. Um, you can climb over stuff. It felt like a simple platformer Mirror's Edge. Like the controls felt very similar to Mirror's Edge. Oh, wow. And it was very well done. Like it's, it's a real basic game, but I ended up playing through it like three times and it didn't change any time. I just, I enjoyed just being in that world and the music's great. So if you just want something chill, uh, relaxing and cheap to play, uh, refunct, R E F U N C T. Yeah. I do remember you mentioning this one and expressing interest. Now I'm definitely going to give it a go. Yeah. It was, I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Sweet. That's pretty much all I played. Word. I guess for me, uh, I'm so close to beating Final Fantasy 15. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, it's literally even just said, right it's there. like, you're about to go into like the final battle. Like, make sure your shit's like handled. But anyway, uh, it's, it's getting really ridiculous. I have like so much gill that I like literally stocked my Noctis character up with like 99 potions, 99 high potions, 99 elixirs, 99 high elixirs. So like, I'm like fucking set when it comes to like, okay, let's take on this final battle. But it's it's interesting because, all right, before I go into, like, what's going on, I'm not going to ruin anything. I'm going to be very careful in what I'm saying. But uh, Noctis it, is dead and he's a ghost all <laughs> No, nothing like that. Uh, but eh. the, apparently Square Enix has all sorts of, like, awesome uh, news in store for Final Fantasy XV with, like, future updates. So that's got me super hyped. But the one that's interesting specifically is the fact that they're going to be changing a lot of the chapter I'm on. I think it's the final chapter 13. They maybe give or take a couple couple i'm not 100 sure but um the, yeah it's apparently a patch coming out march 28th that's going to improve chapter 13 which i don't honestly understand what they mean by improve I, because uh, apparently some fans were complaining that it's like a really long drag which i'll get to but that's also coming out uh at the same time as an episode gladiolus dlc we also have even earlier before that on february 21st there's going to be a raise to the level cap i think it goes from 100 to 120 and there's going to be added limited time hunts 
and a boost to the game's frame rate for and resolution for PS Pro users. So whoever's got the PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, you'll get 60 frames per second. Um, and then the most exciting one, which I don't think they actually have a date for, uh, unless it's the March 28th patch, it's uh, you get off-roading with the Regalia, which is the car. And I know for a lot, like when I first started playing the game and talked to AJ about it, that was kind of like deterring. I'm like, oh, you, the car is just like... Uh, what do you call it on rails on the roads and you can't really do anything like sure you can control it to a slight degree but you can't really yeah take it off road or do anything crazy with it so i'm really hoping that it's like gta controls with a car and you could just do whatever the fuck you want and ramp off shit but the interesting thing about that is like the like uh what do i want to say the collision detection around the world of eos or whatever it's called um is very confusing so like you'll like think that you could jump over like this rock or something but it will like prevent you so like there's lots of like invisible walls and i'm eager to see how they tackle that with like off-roading in in the regalia but regardless um that's super exciting but that also brings up the point i heard a rumor that they're also going to give you the ability to listen to different music while you ride your chocobo cuz if you're in your car uh, you can like Wait, choose. Chocobo diff- has radios now. No, listen. Uh, in the car, obviously, you can choose the music. Uh, but yeah. even as you run, a certain point in the game, you get Noctis gets like an MP3 player or something. So as you're running around, you can uh, use okay. the MP3 player to listen. But it's weird that you can run around and listen to music, but not listen to music on your Chocobo. It's like always defaults to that Chocobo theme, like So it's like you're always hearing that when you're on a Chocobo. So that's interesting that you'll have that option to plug in your MP3 while riding a Chocobo. But the whole going off-road with the Regalia kind of defeats the purpose of a Chocobo. I feel like most players are going to neglect even using a Chocobo at the point when they realize, oh, I can just drive wherever the fuck I want now. Yeah, but I feel like at this point, most people who really were hoping to play it have already played it. So, like, and this, I feel like having the car off-road isn't, like, a game-changing feature. Like, it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna play through again because now you can just take the car everywhere. Like, it's, like, a neat little bonus thing, but it's not, I don't think, shattering too many people's worlds. No, definitely not. But yeah, it's I'm excited that they're even giving us. Oh, and there's also I think on the after the Gladiolus episode DLC, they have uh, confirmed that there's going to be a Prompto uh, episode. So I'm just thrilled that this game is like I'm enjoying it so much. I'm about to beat it, which will be sad. But I I think there's new game plus. I'm not really sure. I don't know how they do that with the way things turned out so far. But regardless, oh my god, so let me tell you, like, I'm playing this game, it's open world, I've been gushing about it for fucking weeks now, and it got to the point where it's like, if you continue, like, you can't really go back, and I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, it's gonna get to the point where I'll come back eventually, and it's fine, but no, it really, like, fucking story mode gets hard, like, core around, like, I don't know, episode 9 plus, and you're just like, blasting through things like shit's hitting the fan it was a real emotional roller coaster like at one point i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm fighting this like screaming and then the next moment i'm like all like literally misty-eyed crying like god damn it and then like so like there was some crazy shit and then like i'm not gonna ruin anything but like main character wise like there was something that happened it felt like very reminiscent to life is strange for me where i was like very much like i need to go back in time this can't be happening because it was to one of my favorite characters well, uh, if uh, you're comparing it to Life is Strange, I feel like it's pretty obvious what happens. No, what? Uh, nobody gets... I don't know. It's it's nothing... <laughs> it's really not... I don't want to ruin anything, but I'll, it's... Oh, you killed a plant. You overwatered your plant. I gotcha. Uh, yes, that's exactly that's what I'm yeah. referring to. You God go back in time it, and you save your plant. Um, 
but no, in general, Final Fantasy 15 has been killing it. And I'm also playing Rocket League, but just constantly losing. <laughs> I, I, feel, making... I feel like I'm a good player, but my teammates just drag me down. <laughs> yeah, gotta, blame gotta get a reliable teammate. That's the only solution. That would very. I would. I really think I'd have a lot more success if I gamed with people that were good at the game. But like, if you just do online matchups, there's always someone like born without a brain, and it's like fuck. Mm. You know what yeah, all the professionals say? Blame your teammates. It's always their fault. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I've played a lot of Rocket League. My guy I work with actually plays it nonstop. But yeah. I I know the pain. I know, I know what you mean. All right. At least I'm not alone. That's why I don't play anymore. I know I'm that player. I know I'm the bad player. <laughs> See, so I, I did the community a service and just stopped. Ah, I'm the good one, and it sucks losing, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I just saw somewhere they announced they're making Rocket League toy cars. Like, oh. essentially little Hot Wheels, but in the models of Rocket League cars, and they're making a big ball, so they well, can like, cool. push it around. So, yeah, if you have kids... Get ready to just spend a whole lot of money. Holy shit, Holy that segue, Bren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruce has some exciting news, I think. Uh, well, now I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, I. It's uh, the most exciting and disparaging thing that'll ever happen. <laughs> uh, player three is joining the game for me. Woo! Uh, <laughs> That's so exciting! Wow, man. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's it's very exciting. We um. We're, yeah, my my wife Chris is. Uh, I guess this is week thirteen, so gonna be thirteen weeks first trimester. And um, wow, we, man! Yeah, we knew for a little bit. We haven't we haven't let the let the reins off just yet because you know you want to be cautious and make sure everything's good and go to all your doctor's appointments. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. But congratulations, man. That's exciting. Bruce is going to be a dad, everyone. Send him a tweet, or I don't even know if you're on Twitter or not, but if anything, (laughs) send us a tweet and let us know that you want to congratulate him. Now you can refer to him as daddy. Yeah. All the time. Always call him daddy. Awesome. Big papa. Big papa. I I love it when you call me big big papa. (laughs) God damn it. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. I feel like this is like the weird revelation of like, We've been doing the podcast for like almost two years now. Like Mark got married, Bruce got married, Bruce having kid now. It's like, God, I've done uh, fuck all. Uh, I've yeah. done shit. Uh, uh, let's move on. Though. Very oh. happy for Bruce. What's up? Yeah, it's huge. Speaking of good news, here's some bad news. Oh God <laughs> damn you! <laughs> anyway, Bruce is bringing something into this world, and two things are getting taken out of this world. Oh no! Uh oh! Club Penguin is being shut down. For anyone who played that, I didn't, but I was going to say, knew. is anybody upset over that? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people, I think it just missed our age group, or I think, I know some people even my age who have played it, but I just, I missed it. I didn't play it. I'm um, only familiar with the jokes. That's about it. <laughs> exactly. You only are, people only know of it mostly from being banned from it for saying horrible things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's being shut down after 12 years. So anyone who had fond memories of that, they're going to stay memories because the game's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Deus Ex series. What? All the Deus Ex, like, Machina games. The mm-hmm. franchise is on hiatus, indefinitely. They don't know if it'll come back or when it'll come back, but it's kind of shut down for now. Whoa, that's actually big news, because I liked both Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. That's why I'm not saying, like, canceled, because th- 
both the games did well, and like that's a steady franchise. Like, and wait, I, you say Deus Ex Machina? I don't think that it's just called Deus Ex, and then there is like Deus a X. there's like a fucking weird ass like offshoot like bullshit game that I was gonna use in Game or No Game later, and but it's called Deus Ex Machina Two. Just Google that shit. It's really fucking weird. Like, it's a horrible game, but I think it's just like trolley playoff of like the actual Deus Ex series. Yeah, the uh, whole Deus Ex franchise is indefinitely being put on hiatus. I say hiatus because, like, it, they did well. I, I would imagine yeah. they would want to keep making those games. But, like, I think that they were taken off and are working on something else. Um, They might be uh, notably actively working on the next Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So, who knows? Maybe it was just this branch of Square Enix was just taking, like, hey, we got to take these and, you know, put them on something else. Yeah, that's understandable. All right, well, let's... uh. Let's play a game of game or no game. All right. All right. Alright, so this is a game, Bruce, where I say a game and you tell oh, me if you believe it exists I, or not. Sorry, Doug, I just looked up Deus Ex Machina 2 on Steam. The fuck is this? I know, dude, I'm telling you, it's the weirdest shit, and that's why it was going to be a part of this game, but it's not. Um, Alright, so let me know if you think this is a game or not. Uh, Let's go with Strawberry Cubes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. It's a game, and alright, so from <laughs> what I know, uh, from Why what I it? heard about this game, it's like completely broken, and no one who's played it understands what the fuck is going on. So that's another one to take a like a trip down a rabbit hole and just Google Strawberry Cubes, and oh. that game is weird as all fuck. It's oh, just, no. <laughs> oh no. It's pretty bizarre. Um. Alright, so that's that. That was a game. Tricked you guys. Let's see. Do you think there's a game called... The Magic Uterus. <laughs> oh, there must be, right? That, that... I'm going to say no. It is a game! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm glad uh, Bruce got that correct. Uh, yeah, it's, I guess, basically about the moment you're born to... I don't fucking know. It's your, yeah, you're inside a uterus and all that. Like, sperm <laughs> it's a uterus and kind of video shit. game. Use your mind. Yeah, basically, yeah, you control the strength of the sperm and everything. It's weird. Um, wow. Let's Jesus continue. Christ, strawberry Cubes looks like... If you had a bad tab of acid and played Undertale. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Definitely. It's definitely. Um, what do you think of a game called Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix? Shit, that's generic enough where it could be. Uh, I, I'm going to say no. I'm just taking a guess. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. It's a Yes. It's actually a trippy game for the 3DS, a rhythm game, obviously, and it's super bizarre. Like, I cannot express how bizarre all of these motherfucking games are. You have to look (laughs) into it, listener, if you get, like, a chance, like, to pause the episode or on your lunch break to write these things down, because they are weird as fuck. Or just check out our show notes, because we always list them there. Um, let's see. Do you think there's a game called Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor? Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor? Yes. No. 
Oh, I wait, almost, space you, spaceport. Spaceport. Um, I I misspoke. Oh, okay. Spaceport, okay, that, Janet. Okay, I'm, I could I could go along with that. I thought you said sport, and I was like, no way, no one's gonna make <laughs> diaries sport. of a janitor in some like basketball arena, cleaning <laughs> up towels, wait, and, sw- and sweaty floors. Or Bruce, whatever. what you're describing right now might get greenlit. Well, I'm gonna say is a video game of Space Jam from the perspective of the janitor, a space <laughs> sport janitor. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay, points. Points on the play. dad joke game, by the God way. God damn it. Incorporate that <laughs> Thank you. into my dad jokes. Thank you. Oh, you get to use all of them now. Oh, I know. It's so great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say yes, though. I feel like I've heard this game before. Heard of this game. Yes. I'm, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Were you going to say no? <laughs> no, I was going to say yes, actually. So, oh, yeah, we, I thought you were, yeah, on the same page. Yeah, that is an actual game. Apparently, from what I read about it, it's an anti-adventure game, which I don't honestly understand what that is. But yeah, you're picking up trash in an alien bazaar. Uh, you play the janitor, uh, who's a girl beast uh, with a municipally subsidized trash incineration job and dreams of leaving her planet behind her. So that's oh, a real this one. Is a tiny build. These guys, these guys are great. We talked to um, Mike and Nade from Indie Game Sand. Yeah, these were the guys that were like purposely attacked by hackers, like stealing all their games and that's right. Uh, getting them from humble. T- tiny Build is great. They're a great company. Definitely. I th- I think the anti game comes from like it's not explosions and fire and rescuing like damsels in distress from dragons or something. Like it's just like you do a job. You're like it's kind of like a simulator game almost. All right, I only have a few more for you guys. What do you think of this one? Bubble Town VR. <laughs> no. Uh, no. It's uh, definitely definitely no. I'm just making a call to our uh, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. That episode's probably not even going to be out for a week or two. That's, that episode's going to be out for a while. Think about it, though. If, once you hear about Bubble Town in that show, tell me, like, that would not be the coolest VR experience game of all that- time. I feel like that could probably easily be done in VR, too. I know. It'd be so fucking cool, Brent. All right. Do you think that this is a game? (laughs) Inside jokes for the future. Uh, For the future. I know. I'm terrible. Uh, Bobsled Deathmatch. (laughs) I hope that's a game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. It's a no. I wish it was too, uh, Bruce. That sounds too good to be true. That would. uh, Well, then, how about this one? Furry Fighter. (laughs) Yes. That's got to be a game. Come on. I'm going to say it is a game, but it's not that name. So I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm, it's a no. And there might be a game out there called Furry Fighter. I didn't really do my due diligence on the research department, but I, I it was something made I made up. up. Yes. Yeah. I, um, uh, there, I okay. feel like there very well is a fighting game where you play as fur- furries or anthropomorphized animals. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's do, let's do two more. Uh, drunken robot pornography. Please wow. no. <laughs> it's a game. This is actually yeah, uh, right. <laughs> it is a game. It is a bullet hell boss battle first person shooter with giant robots, martinis, and jetpacks. It's a wacky, wow. crazy, weirdo game. It's it's actually just like Haley uh, or whatever the other game is where they just put in the buzzwords in the title, and it really is just kind of a pretty shit game. Like uh, it has okay. not. It you'll play as a robot, and that's about it. Let, let right. me let me quick throw out here just a recommendation. If you want a great party game that's only three dollars, Genital Joust. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it got called out in this game because that's one Brent has mentioned on the show before. So I can't <laughs> fool you guys into knowing that if it's you would know instantly. But uh, th- yeah. I'm glad that got a shout out. All right, and this is the last one for this game. What do you think of this one? 
Is this a game? Cross-dressing terrorists in Vegas. <laughs> no. No. No, it's definitely not. That's how we play a game or no game. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in, listener. Uh, we really appreciate it. Let's do some <laughs> plugs. Uh, Bruce, where can listeners find you? Or do you want them to just avoid you? Uh, I mean, maybe uh, you could plug... Where, they can, where can they find you and your kid? Oh, God, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're... No. Uh, uh, you can find me in the top 500 North American rankings on Overwatch next season. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be shit, dope. you're beating my score. That goes without saying. Yeah. No, uh... Nothing too big to shout out. Just uh, keep gaming, keep having fun. Awesome, that's good. Uh, how about you, Bren? Oh man, I just I love genital jousting because it's pretty much a party game where you fuck your friends because that's what you were gonna try and do anyway. Oh god damn it! Fuck each other over. I should make slogans for games. Um, uh, abts Brendan on Twitter. Uh, I I don't know. I stream every now and then. The what's her Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. ABT Silence, yeah. Uh, watch me be terrible at things and then get really mad and quiet. And then I put on the podcast in the background so I don't have to talk anymore. Yeah. That's how I stream. I've been streaming Rocket League and it's always like, I feel like when I stream, I do the worst. But then when I play without streaming, I'm like killing it. And I'm like, fuck my life. But uh, anyway, if you like our show, listener, please give us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd super appreciate it. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. Um, and tell some friends. We really would love to get some more listeners and get some feedback from you guys. Let us know what you like, don't like, what you think of game or no game. I was walrus, all that kind of shit. But uh, if you can, give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, we already mentioned the Twitch stream, so head over there on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm usually playing Rocket League or finishing up Final Fantasy 15. so spoilers. Hopefully you don't come in when I'm like doing something major. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Thanks for joining us, Bruce. Yeah, no Bye. problem. Bye. Bye.